Hello and welcome to the 10 Pence Arcade podcast. We are a podcast that covers currency from the 1970s up to the, the year 2000. And this month we are covering the 10 Pence. Now this was introduced... Can I stop you right there, Sean? Yeah. Good. I just wanted to stop you. <laughs> Hi, Hello. kids, how are you doing? I'm, I'm Sean Holly from Tempest. Who are you, Vic? I am Victor Marland, a.k.a. Vert Vic, and we are the Tenpence Arcade Podcast, where we like to talk not about coins and crazy imperial money. We like to talk about arcades, arcade games, and things to do with video games, especially in the arcade. How are you, kids? How are you, Sean? How's everyone going? I'm all right, thanks. What have you, you been up to, Vic? <sighs> things. Quite a few things. Um, Oof. I've got a lot to think about at the moment, uh, which I'll tell you about next month, perhaps, I'll know more about it by then. Any road up, things I've been doing lately is, uh, I've been up to Glasgow recently, it was last weekend, was it? Yes, last weekend, no, weekend before last. Went to Glasgow, uh, dropped in at an engineering firm there to see about a job, just to have a quick look round, it wasn't really for me. We looked at a few houses up there, because we were thinking about moving up there. Um, one of them was very, very nice. We put a bid on it because it's a different way of buying a house up there. It's, it's a, you do it with sealed bids, and we were unsuccessful. It went for quite a bit more than we thought it would because it's like a it's like an auction kind of thing. You put a bid in, and the person who's selling the house can choose whoever they want. It doesn't have to be the highest bid. It could be the person. Did you who's... say? Did you say seal bids like seals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was that singer who did. Uh, Kissed by a rose. It's that crazy. Had a people running through my head. Yeah, no, it's sealed beds, and we didn't get the house anyway. But we didn't think so because it was a lovely house, and we looked at some. We looked at a right wreck. It was a former cannabis factory. Oh, which yeah, it was. As you walked out of the door, if you looked to the right, you could see the Ibrox Stadium. I don't want to live near Rangers home football stadium. Do you? You might have trouble parking. I used to live. I used to live near Ewood Park, near Blackburn Rovers. And if you start, if you drove your car Saturday morning, you couldn't get it back until you couldn't park again till Saturday evening. Yeah, but you heard what I said there. The home ground of Rangers. Yeah. Well, Rangers and Celtic are, are well-known, troublesome clubs in Scotland. I don't want to live anywhere near there. Thank you very much. Uh, we, oh, looked at an, we looked at an ex-church hall, which was absolutely massive. It had a 12.7 metre by 8 metre loft space. Ooh. It would have been awesome, but there was too much to do in it. It was a grade B listed building, which you can do anything you want on the inside, but you can't do anything to the outside of it. Right. And there was loads of bits of brick hanging off of it and slates falling off. And there was a lot of work needed doing. So, no, no, thank you. Not for us. But we will look further. It was nice in Glasgow. I really enjoyed the time there. It was a nice little sort of couple of days away. Um, the drive up there was pretty long. Six and a half hours or whatever it was to get there. It mm. was okay. It wasn't too bad. And we left quite early in the morning. It was great. Straight up there. No problem at all. Uh, on the way back, we had the rare privilege of dropping in to Mr. and Mrs. 20 to 5. This yeah. is Neil and his lovely wife. Uh, and he cooked us a lovely brunch, which is very nice. But... The weather was not our friend. It was absolutely teeming down with rain. And because of the COVID restrictions are not yet uplifted, we simply could not go into his house. So Neil said, make sure you go to the toilet at Gretna before you get here. <laughs> we had to drop off at Gretna services, do the, the whiz and go and whatever. And then we came down. Whiz and, and go. Whiz and go. Uh, it was absolutely lovely seeing Neil. 
It's lovely. And meeting his wife and the two kids. We're at the two kids. Half past four and ten to three, I think they're called. <laughs> they were lovely. All, all the whole family lovely and really enjoyed ourselves. And we had to grab the... We're underneath a little... Um, he borrowed a sort of like a little pagoda thing, like a sort of little tiny marquee waterproof thing to keep us wet, uh, dry from when we were having our breakfast. And we had to grab it a few times because it was quite windy. We nearly got blown away with it, but it was memorable. It was a lot of fun, actually. Um, and I dropped in all the other northern people as well. I think I missed out on someone on the way back, but I can't recall who it was. Yeah, there's a certain Baldy Fall. If you, were, <laughs> if you went down the M6 past Junction 29, yes. you could have tur- turned left and a certain Baldy Fall would have been there. But the thing is, house. Sean, the problem is I would have wanted to stay all day and I had to get home. I had like a five and a half hour drive and I was absolutely knackered yeah. when I got back. And it was really, really bad rain all the way back the whole length of the country. And so, you yeah. can't come in the house, but we have got an umbrella. Exactly. It's pretty, it's pretty yeah, you decent. just stood up there with a, a crappy custard cream and some rubbish Frank, instant coffee and custard got... creams into the garden yeah have that <laughs> <laughs> well guess what i've been up to guess guess go on tell us what you're up to you can already read it i can i've got my cab back running on linux this Groovy is your name. okay baby Arcade okay cap. baby okay, yeah i just baby. thought there's a new version of groovy mame out and i thought i'd Ooh. try it it's, it's what it basically is it's called groovy arcade it's a linux version of groovy mame sorry called Lu- Groovy Arcade, mm-hmm. and it packages everything together. So you've got Groovy Mame, Switch Res, oh, okay, the controls and everything are all just in an install. So I put it on an I put it on a bootable USB. Yes, just put it in my cab. I'm just interested to see what it's like. And Does it this came install up- like a Raspberry Pi? You basically put the image on some removable media, plug it in, and let it do its thing. Well, I was gonna. Right. But I, I found an old hard drive, an old 60 gig hard drive. So I thought, all oh, oh, right, I'll install it onto the hard drive. And yeah. then all, then I went to install it and all the games were there. All the settings were there. Right. All the the save states. I thought, what is going on? Was and it then a I ghost? Realized it wasn't a ghost. It was the hard drive. It was from my, a previous install I did of Groovy Arcade. Oh, so, so it just updated the the actual arcade bit, but left all the ROMs and all the settings. That's handy. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, nice one. So, it really, it's booting off the USB 3 drive, which is a lot quicker than the hard drive. I've just left it. Yes. Playing playing Groovy Arcade, which is, it is Groovy Main, really. It's just Linux, but it is, honestly, instead of messing around with your CRT MU drivers and all yeah, that, it's it can all, be a nightmare. It's already in. You just, I literally just plugged it in. Right. Answer me this. <laughs> Riddle me yeah. this. With a Linux install like that, when you finish playing, can you just turn it off at the wall, or have you got to come out of it That's properly like the a Windows only thing. can do? You can turn it off with a key, uh, sorry, with a joystick and button combination, but you can't unplug it. Oh, is there not a way, like Rich Gregory, Mister Chunkson, who's an expert at this sort of thing, of making the partition it's on read only? So if you did just turn it off at the wall, it's not going to corrupt the drive. There must be a way of doing that on Linux. Possibly, yeah, yeah. Who do we know who's a Linux expert? Darren Hatton. Darren, if you're listening, make it so. Make it so I can just turn it off at the wall and it doesn't corrupt anything. Because then I'll put that in my cabinets because at my feet here in this room, there is the computer which Rich Rich Gregory uh, sold me, which was perfect when it's working, but Windows has corrupted for the second time on that. And with his install, 
it's a read-only drive on the C. So when you turn it off of the wall, everything, all the ROMs and that are on D, and it, it's a read-only main drive, so you can't corrupt anything. But it's corrupted itself because it's flipping Windows. And Windows is one good thing that Windows is good for is killing itself. <laughs> yeah, it really it's... is. It's the second time it's done it, and it's really annoying. And if I could put, because basically the, the groovy version of Main, the groovy one, is the one mm. that's set for arcade machines, which is what I want it for. Yeah, it's the the most authentic emulation I think you can get, whether it be Linux, Windows, Pi, whatever. Yeah. And if I could get one that works on there, and you could just turn it off the wall, that's what I need to do. Is just turn it off the wall. I don't want to be logging off and you know all this sort of nonsense that PCs do. I want it to be an arcade machine. Turn it off of the wall. That's it. Walk away. That's what I want to do. So if yeah, that could not, be made, been... I would definitely have that in there because you don't need to know about Linux once it's on there. It's just a, a tool to get the thing working, and I presume it loads quite quick off an SSD. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not mega quick because it, it's an old system, really. But it, it's about a, half a minute, forty seconds. It's oh not, no, not... I can't wait that long. The thing just, is, if, if you had a modern, a modern-ish PC like an i7 or whatever with an SSD on it, it would load pretty quick. I'd have thought, Darren. Oh yeah, but... Darren, Mister Hatton, are you listening? Make it so. It, do it, do be, it for us. Yeah, I'm sure there's a way of doing it, but I'm just, I'm not bothered about logging off. I'll just log off. I even I even log off of Rich Chunksin's. Um, read only <laughs> groovy arcade no you know i mean? don't i just turn I, it I off just, it's just in me to log off it's i had so i used to build computers and yeah, but if you did that at work and you had to close down arcade club you'd be there all night logging off every single com- machine wouldn't you yeah all the pcs have just got a sleep mode yeah, oh, yeah. i think it hibernate mode. it goes off anyway yeah but if you were to turn but, off arcade machines in that manner you'd be there all night yeah, of course you would. Yeah, yes. you just unplug them. So I want it to work like a proper arcade machine. That's that's all I want from emulation. That's why the Mister is pretty good in that respect because it loads really quickly. And when you're finished, you just turn the damn thing off. There's no logging off or any of that nonsense. It just it just does its thing and it works. It's like when you use um, when you use that little SNK uh, little tiny arcade cab they brought out, and also. I've got a the new Nintendo Game & Watch with Mario on it and Ball and all these things. You, you, there's no sort of logging. You press a button to turn it off, and it does it all for you. It, it doesn't corrupt anything. It just safely turns yeah. off. That's what I want with an arcade machine. I want that to happen. That's probably why I've been using the Mister lately. Uh, and that's another thing I've been doing, actually, is, is playing the Mister a bit, because I, I sort of need to use it. I need to bring it into the house and plug it into an HDMI screen to update it because I think when you do the update it doesn't let you because of the resolution on the arcade monitor so I need to do that because there's a load of cave games been added recently which I'll be interested in looking at oh that's good they are doing well they're doing well it's getting better it's only going to get better I mean you know mm. some of the things in there still miff me a little bit but it can only get better so and there's lots of people working on it so hopefully that'll be a good thing I'm sort of warming to it a little bit more and also I need to try out a bit more of the emulation on there because um it's got some good X68000 emulation on there as well, which would be quite nice. And also, playing some PC Engine games on an arcade monitor would be awesome. That'd be pretty cool as well, I reckon. I am so doing it. Yes. Well done, sir. What are you, what emulation are you using then? Well, with Groovy Mame, it comes with four or five 8 and 16-bit emulators already installed. So what I do... Oh, okay. Take, I should... 
I can get my lad to FTP it, but he he hasn't. I haven't bothered him because he's busy. Just take take the USB stick out, put it in your computer, put the PC Engine games on it, put yeah. it back, put it back into the main uh, main computer. Does it scrape them on itself? No, then you boot it, and you've got to go into. There's only three options. There's, a, there's power off, yeah. exit, and reboot or something. So you go ex- exit, and you've got just a, a limited menu, and you can go into the file manager. Oh, right, okay. Which Sounds is, fairly simple, though. Yeah, it's old school, so there's no mouse. So you've got to use tab and stuff. That's because fine, it's I'm good with keyboards. Yes. So you just Me copy keyboards are mates. You, you copy them across to whatever folder it is, like PCE, PCE ROMs. Copy it across. Bosh. Reboot, reboot, and they're there. And then you've got your main, your main menu. And yeah. I think you just press F seven to get to other F six. What? You don't get... have that on our. What you mean keyboards? You don't have keyboards in an arcade machine. What are you on about? Uh, oh, you can do. You can press button no. four. You can press. Not allow it. Button four on your. There you go. Well, that's that's how it's mapped. Button four, with, and then move it along with the joystick, but it's slower. So right. I just press F six, get to PC Engine, start it. And then I've been playing Blazing Lasers, Soldier yes. Blade, Super, uh, Super Star Soldier, I think, is the NES one, the first one. But I like all them soldier games. They're just ama- they look like they could be arcade games. They're, they're just amazing. I'll tell you so one game play- you'd like is a game Ooh. called Coriune. Have you played it? It's I've got it. That's one thing that I couldn't get working was the PC Engine CD games. On, no, no, it's, on a, the- it's, a, it's a Who card game. It's a really oh, cute horizontal shooter called Coriune. You're oh, this I little weird like bird or dragon CD thing. thing. No, no, it's not a CD game. The, the CD ones I've put on my Raspberry Pi because you, you have to mess with it. Sometimes you have to mess with a Q file just to... Oh, yeah, the bin know, and Q, Q files. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the I think the emulator on the cab on Groovy Arcade wasn't having it, so it's only having the Hue card things. Okay. There's still there's tons of good Hue card games. Absolutely tons of them. Yeah, I got that on. I got Nez on. I put, I put the Sega version on just to try. And, yeah, say Mega... Uh, what's he called? That little blue hedgehog that crashes into stuff. Him. Oh, that, um, that was, Derek. Derek, Derek the hedgehog. The, Derek the hedgehog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got all, yeah, all them working. So they're cool. tw- 28 inch. Yes. No lag consoles. It's awesome. Yes. Awesome, mate. Lovely. Oh, talking of lag, I've got some, something to tell you about lag later on, but it'll be in another bit of be a podcast. And one other thing. One other thing. I mean, back to like Colombo then for a second. And one more one thing. Other thing. One more thing. <laughs> that banana down your trousers. Oh, no, oh sorry. Excuse me? That. Nothing. Nothing. I don't, I don't do that. Why would I do that? Lots of. Uh, right, I'm back at Arcade Club. We're Slip a banana in your pockets. Are you pleased to see Where me? did you get that tie? Where did you get that coat? What? <laughs> what was oh, he going about? It's already gone bonkers. Yeah. Yes, I'm back at our K club. We're working, ready to get it open. Oh, nice. By the time this comes out on a Thursday, we will be opening the following Thursday. Get yourself there, kids. Twenty Is that 20th of May? Everyone that listens to this podcast gets in free, has a free drink. and uh, you? And no, I've been sacked again, haven't I? <laughs> yeah. I can I can hear Andy sacking you from here. Uh, no, ignore that bit. But we are open on the twentieth of May. Do you know what? Rush, I think rushing around, people will be really hanging out the door. I reckon to get in. I think so. Yeah, I think oh, so. I think that they will. Yeah. Especially how the pubs have taken off. People just want to get out of the house. When are you having your second jibby jab? 
Ooh, 15th of June. All right, mine's on my birthday, 30th of June. Hooray. 30th of June. Ooh. Yeah, I'll feel rough again for my birthday. Great. And also, I probably won't be in England that... Well, I won't be living in England then either. Because we've got to be out... If it all goes well on the house, we've got to be out by the 30th of June. So, yeah, it's all going to be busy, busy, busy for me. If you have a jab in Scotland... Well, I won't. I've I've already booked it. Oh, so you've got to drive back down if you do move? Yeah. Or or take the plane or whatever, I don't know. Is there a tram that goes from Glasgow to London? I don't know, something like that. There's a horse and cart. It takes three weeks. It's good, though. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Take an apple for the horse. What? (laughs) Anyway, 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 anyway. You know, I got that awesome grail. I got my Taito Trimline Space Invaders cabinet. Oh, yeah. Well, I've been having all sorts of problems with the monitor with it. It works. The game plays lovely. But the monitor was quite jumpy. It was um, it's like a Mexican bean jumping about. The, the screen kept jittering from side to side. And I tried so many things to try and sort it out. I'm not sure we spoke about this before. I'll go over it again. I was talking to people who knew about old school black and white monitors, like uh, Smarty Martin... And there's a guy who lives quite close to me and a couple of miles away who, who deals in uh, fixing old TVs and old electronics. He's an absolute genius with it, Mark. Because me and, me and Alex know him. Alex knew him before me. And we use him for fixing stuff. And he's pretty good. And basically, you give him something and just go fix that. And he'll go, uh, all right. And then a week or two later, I've got it. Come and get it. I've fixed it. And you don't know how he's done it. He's just amazing. He's really. He doesn't use schematics. He just works out stuff on his own. He's a really clever guy. So I... I was asking Mark about it and stuff, and, and Martin, I think, said, how close is the Transformer to it? Because obviously you can get a bit, a bit of noise, from, electronic noise from the Transformer. And it was right behind the monitor. But it was put there originally by the manufacturer, so it shouldn't be a problem. So I moved it, I extended the wires, I put it in the bottom of the cab where all the other Transformers were out of the way. Didn't do any difference. I changed the, the actual cable in case that was getting some interference from the electronics. Didn't mm. do any different. Changed the wires going to the chassis. Changed the plug going to the chassis. Changed the chassis plug to the game. Also changed the game plug and the wires going there because on the back of the PCB there's a there's two lots of edge connectors and, and the back one was the one that's got a few voltage connectors and also got the 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 video output and the ground for the video. So I changed all that. No difference again. And I was. Messing about with the, the controls and checking them as well. Took them out, checked them, put them back in. Didn't do any difference. I actually made, you know, on a, a monitor, you usually have a little remote board with all the controls, all the, all the pots on it to change the, the width and the height and the, all that sort of yeah. brightness and stuff. Yeah. I actually made my own one of those because the pots on the chassis were so old, I can't get them anymore. I get the right values, but they're a different shape. So I made my own actual remote board for it. No difference. God. It took me like over an hour to make this board because there's like seven or eight pots on there with all three wires off each thing, and then going into the thing, I wired them all in and everything. No difference. For God's sake, I, I recapped it before all this. No difference. Even there was a really odd, I think it was a 6.8 microfarad bipolar cap on it, which is a really weird size and weird voltage and stuff. I managed to source one of those, thinking, oh, it's definitely that bit there. It's got to be a cap. It's the only one I haven't changed. Changed it. Guess what? No difference. No difference. Well done. <sighs> Goodness sake. It was such a palaver. 
I I changed so many things on it. There's a little there's a little power board that goes to it as well. I changed bits on that, and because I didn't have the schematic or any sort of information about the monarch, it's an old Japanese black and white monarch from like the seventies. I didn't know the B plus value, which is the the main voltage that the, the chassis runs on. So I know where the the pot was, but I didn't know where to check it, the points to check it, and, and what it should be. Because with black and white monitors, they run on quite a low voltage. So the, the actual voltage going into this thing is only 18 volts. Whereas a normal monitor, it might be 128 volts or 100 volts or something. But this was just 18 volts. And then the high voltage is a lot less than a, like a, you know, a color raster monitor. A lot, lot less. Weird. So I was trying all that out. And in this, I, said, I thought, right, sod it. I'm going to take it to Mark. I took the, put the machine in the back of the car, took it round to him and just said, can you fix it, please? He went, yep, yeah, no problem at all. You know, I'll give you a shout when it's done. I'll probably look at it tomorrow night. A couple of days later, yeah, I've sorted it out. Oh, great. What was it? He said it was a transistor. But he also said, oh, I took two caps off of it as well that were bad. I went, what do you mean? I put brand new ones on. He said, yeah, two I took off there were bad. I tested them on an ESR meter, which is the thing you use to, to test capacitors. They were way out of range. I went, they're all brand new. He said, yeah, they were just Chinese cheap ones. I went, well, I don't know what make they are. I know they're not the... The branded ones are like Nichicon, Panasonic, and you know all these different Rubicon, different makes, which are really good ones that are known. He said, "Oh, they're just cheap ones. They're out of range already." I went, "You're joking?" He said, "No, I, could, I, I always thought if you replaced, you know, an old bulgy cap with a brand new one, it's going to be good to go." Apparently not. You've still got to check them, and well, you either use decent branded ones or check them before you put them in. So he sent it back. I went and picked it up. Got it home and it was still being dodgy. And I was like, oh, for God's sake. And I found it. He said, well, no, it was fine when it was here. I was checking around the thing again and I noticed that when I grabbed hold of the front of the PCB where the new connector was and moved it, it was making a difference. So hold on a minute. And the connector I used, the edge, the, the, the sort of edge connector that I used was a used one already. So I got another one that was still used but a better conditioned looking one and re reflowed the, the, the wires and redid it. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Wow. I was so pleased to see those non-wobbly invaders. Do you enjoy that kind of troubleshoot? Troubleshoot? No, I absolutely thing. hate it. Uh, it's nice if some, you try a few things. It, it's nice if you try a few things, even a, a load of stuff. But at the end of it, it works. You like, yeah, I've achieved something. All those hours messing about, burnt myself with a soldering iron, bought these bits, waited for them. It, 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 it goes towards fixing it and it working but because i didn't actually fix it myself i'm annoyed with myself and annoyed with it a little bit but i'm still happy now that mark fixed it and he didn't charge you a lot of money i gave him a little bit extra because i thought this is worth it so he's, he's really good it's sorted that out but it's it's nice to get back into a little bit of restoration because i haven't done any for a long long time because i sort of bit, got a bit disenfranchised with it and I've been obviously making all these controllers and stuff and been busy doing other things as well. But because this is, it really, really is, I cannot stress how much of a grail cab it is. It's the one I wanted. Mm. You because know, it goes with the Phoenix and I've always liked Space Invaders and it's got the multi-game in it and all this stuff. And it's a nice example as well. It's a little bit rough around the edges, but I'm really happy with it. I don't want it perfect. I'm happy with it as it is. But what I'm going to do is, um, on the base of it, it's got what we generally call carpet rippers which are these horrible little yeah. feet that are adjustable. But they usually had um, like a nylon or a sort of um, kind of plastic 
base to them so it didn't you know knacker your carpets and your wooden floors but over the years they've been rubbed off and it's just metal bits on it now and they just they scrape everything they come in contact with and i think it's scraped mark's bloody floor as well which i was really unhappy about i was really sorry about that so what i did when i got it back i tipped on its side pull these horrible things out and at work i actually made some gray nylon feet for it like countersunk hold feet so i replaced that and also the phoenix i made eight four for each cab and replaced both of them and they look lovely and they stand exactly the same height now as well so there's that i'm going to put some thin wood on the bottom of the cab and then put the feet on as well because the bottom of the cab has been worn out it's been moved about on the floor a lot over the years where there was no real feet for it i'm also going to make some thin aluminium or brass plate for the side of it to protect the sides of it only like about you know two inches tall on the bottom because the bottom of the cab is where it always gets worn away when you're dragging it around and moving it around it gets worn away and just to sort of protect it a little bit Mm. ollie at arcade art shop has already made me a reproduction overlay for the control panel because it's quite worn metal control panel that's been screen printed he's done one of those he's also done one for milky martin he's got the same cab that should be arriving in a day or two i think he sent it off today and also i'm gonna this cabinet because it's an american cabinet and the american invaders over there was slightly different they they had like um on this particular trim line cabinet it's only a 13 inch monitor it had a plastic plexi sort of a cap that went over the tube with colours in it. But it's not the colours we got in the UK. And In the UK, it was like a green stripe down the bottom. Or I think the invaders are green. No, sorry, the invaders are white. Your bases are green. And the very top line is red. So when when the mothership goes across, it's in red. Is that not like a cellophane? Yes, it is. It's like a cellophane. But this thing had a full... It was like really weird colours. It's like sort of like yellow and green and it was not very nice muddy colours for it. And it actually goes completely over the top of the screen. I've kept it, obviously, because it's original. But what I'm going to do is actually put the cellophane gels on like an original Space Invaders would have been. The one that I played as a kid. Because I like it in the yeah. black and white just with a green stripe on it. And that's perfect for me. That's how I want it. So I'm going to do it that does to look, it as well. It still looks good. It still looks striking, doesn't it, when you play it? Yeah, I love it. But the muddy colours that this thing had on it, because the the Midway table I had, which is an American version as well, had exactly the same, but on a 19-inch monitor. And I never liked it like that. I just don't like the colours they put over it. It's like a sort of muddy, yellowy, green and red, and just didn't seem mm-hmm. right. It wasn't like the striking white invaders with the green bases and the red thing at the top. It just wasn't right. So I'm going to do that to it as well, which will take five minutes. Nice. And oh, I'm glad might, you're getting on with that. I might replace the joystick because it's the original joystick in there. It's got a mechanical left and right. But the thing is, it's quite warm. Where it's old, it's sort of got worn. I could, I could actually remake it. But what I might do is, like I've done to the Phoenix, because the Phoenix was never an original joystick in there anyway. Is I just got like a, I think it's like a a, a Samitsu. Ooh, don't know what number it is. A Samitsu one. Mm-hmm. And, and it's got a two-way gate on it. It's got a two and a four and eight-way gate on it. You just move this green plastic bit over. I might get one of them for it and just replace it with that, with a 30 mil ball as well. Because on my Phoenix, I always had a 35 mil white ball on it, which is the standard size for a joystick. But these cabs had smaller balls originally because Invader's got a 30 mil ball on it. So I'm going to replace them both with the right-sized balls as well. And I think that'll be about it. That's all I'm going to do to it. 
but I'm going to get the Phoenix monitor sorted out as well because ever since I've had that for about 15 years on and off, James had it for a while and I had it back off him, it's always, always, always had a really wobbly screen. It's always been wobbly. If anyone's played that game and in the revivals and the plays and the, the shows it went to, you'll oh, yeah. know mm-hmm. it's a really wobbly screen. And it's never really bothered me, but now I've got the Invaders next to it and they're both, and they're, I just want them perfect. So I'm going to probably recap it. I think that'll probably do it because that's never had a cap kit on it and it's had a lot of play, a hell of a lot of play. So mm. I'm going to do that to it as well. And I think that'll be about it for those two. And in the future, I would like a third one, but I don't, I really push in my luck getting a real one. So I might have to make one. I made one yeah. years ago, actually, but I sold it. I never finished it and got some bored of it. But what I would like to have is because it's got the, the, the very striking original classic games, Phoenix, Space Invaders, I'd like maybe put a Pac-Man in one with maybe a multi-board on there, well, like Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man, that sort of thing. I think it'd be nice to have those classics because the Phoenix, I've actually got um, a Pleiades board in there as well. And it's just a, it's just a quick swap of the connector when you play Pleiades. I was going to say well. that, yeah, mm. like a, a multi-game thing. Yeah, because the Invaders has got, um, I think, seven games on it, the multi-kit for that. And Phoenix and Pleiades, obviously. And my Phoenix has got a high score kit on it as well, so it saves the high scores. And one with maybe Pac-Man on it, or Ms. Pac-Man. Or, I don't know, another classic sort of upright game, vertical game, I don't know. But it'd be cool. Maybe Scramble yeah. or something, I don't know. Yeah, that Braze, is it the Braze kit? The pa- is it Braze? No, it's not, is it? The Pac-Man one. No, the Pac-Man one that, that's is... That's Space Invaders, isn't it? It's a guy's name, and I've forgotten his name. I used to have one, actually, and I sold it. I don't know. I'm going to put a classic game. If I ever get a third one, I'll put a classic game in it and have it all nicely kitted out for that classic game. That's like, a, I think it was a 96-in-one Pac-Man thing. It was, but it, yeah. It had, it had loads of Pac-Man clones on it. It had eyes on it as well. Yes, eyes. I had it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I love I think eyes. It, had, it had Pengo as well, because Pengo is Pac-Man hardware. And it, I, suppose they're, I suppose they're all four-way one-button jobs, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's loads of good four-way one-buttons jobs. Definitely. Love them. Well, thing with the Pac-Man cab, you've got no buttons. So you have to use the one-player and two-player start buttons as your action buttons. But it works quite well. Ah, uh, yeah, of course, yeah. Oh, it's fine. Oh, I'm also making speaker grills for that cab as well, because the Phoenix never had an original speaker grill. And I'm also making Mr. Mm. Milky Martin one as well, because he, he hasn't got one on his. They often get kicked in or whatever. Who's Milky Martin? Milky Martin. That's Marty Martin. No, there's, there's two Martins in Fle- or near Fleet. There's two of them. Oh, It's Marty Martin, Milky Martin. One of them really likes cowboys. I thought Ollie's... Ollie's name's not... I thought Ollie was Milky. No. I'm going... Oh, he's Muddy. Muddy. Muddy, he's Milky. Muddy is, I don't know, Smarty. He's not, he's not Milky, he's Muddy. Yes. Wow. There you go. I've also been another round trip to see someone, and it wasn't you again. Well, thank you very much. No problem. I went to uh, South End on the east what? side of the country. And I went to see Mr. Ali Hogg, the retro hunter. Because mm. I'm, I'm trying to clear out a lot of my stuff before we have to leave, because I've got tons of it. And there's loads of stuff I just haven't used for years. Consoles, games, all that sort of stuff. And obviously, Ali sells them at his shop, uh, and he was getting a bit low on stock. And he said, yeah, what have you got? Take pictures of it, send them to me. So I did. 
and there's a ton of stuff he had and good luck to him selling it and people buying it and, and appreciating it i can't wait for people to actually have this stuff and use it because i wasn't using it um and i went to see ali for a bit and it was lovely talking to him uh mick berry was there as well nice seeing him oh, again yeah. and we went to the neon knights arcade next door which is half owned by ali as well and uh, neon dave and they're getting ready to start up there actually i've got a bit of a thing to talk about later on about that uh but yeah it's got some nice little caps in there i like that place it's a lovely looking place and obviously ali's place is really good he only had instant coffee though oh next time i go i might have to buy him a little coffee machine so when i come round, i can have posh coffee <laughs> i'm still I'm, I'm experimenting with our bean to cup coffee machine yeah different you could, there's loads of loads of presets i think there's 16 presets like espresso ristresso risotto um, risotto <laughs> uh cappuccino mocha panchiati xl all that lot. but i don't know what that was but you i'll just like i'm just doing now like an espresso with a yep. bit of froth bit of bit of froth milk i think that's probably what you'd that's call an americano frat. dear no it's 50 50 that isn't it americano uh, no americano I... americano is no milk you, you can have you can have milk with it but yes, but you don't because you're, you're not a heathen. No. As Fraser's dad said, nothing fancy. That's how I have my coffee usually. Frasier, God, I loved that show. Because I went to the, re- the the local Sainsbury's a while back, right? And I, I, I sent wife a text saying, do you want me to pick up a Starbucks on the way home? A bit of a treat. She goes, yeah, yeah. And she sent me what she wanted and it was about 12 words long. <laughs> it was like, it was like, uh, what was it? It was like a sort of mochaccino, something with four pumps of syrup and this and that. And I just said to the guy, I'm really sorry about this. I just showed him my phone. And he went, okay. And he goes, what do you want? I went, Americano. It's <laughs> one word. Yeah. And, and, and Americano's got like 17 calories in it as well, as hers had about 4,000 or something stupid. Yeah. Yeah, talking about the syrups. Were we talking about arcades again? We were, weren't we? Yeah. Well, Let's yeah, get back to that, right. shall we? Uh, yeah, it was lovely seeing Ali. Very nice seeing him again. Uh, love his shop. Uh, if you're ever in Southend, go and see his shop. He's got tons of stuff to sell. And the best thing is, when I go there, he always shows me around the back. All the interesting stuff around the back. It's just nice. Has he still got cabs in there? No, they're all next door. Of course they are, in yeah. In the arcade, yeah. Uh, also, last thing I've been doing is I wasn't going to do any of these because I sort of got bored of making them. I've made some Dino King panels. You know, I was making Dino King panels for people a little while ago. Mm. Well, I wasn't really making them because I've been doing loads of other stuff. And, you know, I sort of got bored of doing them and I've sort of not got much material left either of the stuff I make them out of. But Mr. 20 to 5, he said, uh, can you make one of these? I went, tell you what, someone else asked for one a while back. I'll do you and his together it makes more sense and worthwhile to do two yeah cool okay so Mr. 25 wanted a defender for his Dino Kings making a defender out of it mm. and Mr. Ross Ross just wanted a three, pa- three button panel standard one joystick three button panel so what I did is I made these and I proceeded to send Mr. 25 a three button panel and Ross Ross a defender panel can you nice. see the problem here no. Yeah, I didn't at the time. I actually wrote on the cardboard boxes that I send them in their names and proceeded to put the wrong ones in the wrong box and send them the wrong one. 
Oh. Yeah. Ross Ross is Scotland, isn't he? No, he is Scottish, but he lives in Nottingham. That's it. Yes. Uh, and and Neil is... 20 to 5. Por- Portuguese. And he yep. lives in Carlisle. He does. Oh, yeah. So I said oh, well. the wrong people because I'm an idiot. Sorry, guys. Did they have to swap them like in, in a clandestine meeting? They did, yeah. A, they had to wear raincoats a, and shut around man in their arms. In a, in a dusty warehouse atmosphere. Yeah. Something like, like that, anyway. And, and stuff. Yes. Sure. Right. Yes. Back to the arcade again. What have you been playing lately? Been or playing or consoles, games. even. Or... I don't really want to know about board games, but yeah, tell us the arcade. No, I'm not into board games. Been playing our featured games, still playing Black Tiger. Oh, you like that one, don't you? I love it, yeah. It's not a bad game. It's a lot better than I thought it was. Going back to Borderlands 2, that's just that's a nice little FPS. I like it. I like that. And also, oh, I found this. I listened to the Pixel, Pixel Hunt podcast. They nah, did a Mega Drive game nah. called Battle Mania Daijinju, something like that, Pardon? which is... A horizontal shooter with you can flip two way firing. There's the you, it's it, similar. I wouldn't, I, I was going to say it's similar to Death, Star, Death Smiles, but the only way it's similar is it's female protagonists. And but yeah, it's that's a similar really game. good game, really good game. And I'm playing that on the Raspberry Pi 4, cool. and it sort of got me because I've never been mega into horizontal shooters, it sort of got me into it. This and get Darius Guide in, and I've started. Taking a bit more notice of them again. Yeah, play Coriune on the PC Engine. I always go for mm. verticals. Yeah, I do yeah. normally. But there's there's a few good horizontal ones out there. And also been playing a few PC, like we said, PC Engine shooters on the cab. So it's lovely playing them on a 29, 28 inch horizontal screen, which PC Engine was horizontal. Yeah, yeah, so. perfect for that. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. I've been playing more 1942 again on the oh, Mister. Well it hasn't crashed since. Hurrah. You know, it crashed that time and it really annoyed me. It hasn't crashed since, so maybe it's a glitch. Ooh. I don't know. You might have scared it. I do, yeah, with my, with my very low scores. But I have beaten my personal best. I'm on 441,000 now. I'm getting closer to that half a million that I want to get to, I want to achieve. Oh, that's cool. When I, when I remember years ago when I started playing it a bit more seriously and... I, I I inched up to about seven hundred thousand, wow. and then then I started jumping from there. Started getting better and better. Really? Because I, I think you get used to the you know the mechanics of the game and where all the baddies are. And well, that. next time we get together, and I have missed us getting, I really have, and all the shows and you know, coming to visit you and stuff. When we eventually get together again, because when I when I eventually, possibly all that lot get to Glasgow. It's the same amount of time to get from Glasgow to your house as it is from London to your house. Wow. Um, but it might be better, actually, because, you know, I've got the M25 and all that sort of stuff to, to get around. And I want to watch you play in 1942 and get some sort of idea and some hints of how to play it a bit better, maybe. <laughs> After about three or four games getting used to it again. Yeah, I do normally. When I first play it, I'm usually quite rubbish. And then... After about the second or third go, I get into it and start playing a bit better and a bit more careful and that sort of stuff. But I'd like, I'd like to see how you deal with certain parts of the game, which I sort of struggle mm. with sometimes. But yeah, that'd be quite good. I've been playing loads of Space Invaders hardware games, you know, 8080 hardware on that trim line. Now it's fixed. Mm-hmm. Really looking forward to getting the new control panel overlay on there and getting it all up and running perfectly. I've been playing a lot of games on there, like um, Galaxy Wars. Love that game. Oh yeah, yeah. Space no Launcher, one. not Space Launcher. The other one, uh, 
Lunar Rescue, very similar yeah. game. Uh, Space Invaders yeah. 1 and 2, yeah. Just, just love the Space Invaders games, the old games. Really cool. Uh, also, Geometry Wars on the Xbox 360. Um, and I'm also trying to get hold of Geometry Wars 2, because that was the game, my favourite game on the Xbox 360. And I think it only came out on the Xbox 360. And mm. it's quite hard to get hold of, because I downloaded it. I bought it and downloaded it. Or I may have had it on a JTAG, I can't remember. More about that later on, actually. Um, and also, on the same disc that the first game's on, it's like an arcade, live arcade compilation, there's a game called Bejeweled. And yeah. I absolutely yeah. love it. It's really addictive. It's, all, it's, it's very similar to... I might have been playing Quasi Cupcakes. It's just a match three game, isn't it? It is, yeah, but it's a real good one. I like it a lot. But it's addictive as hell. And you just sit there playing it and you don't realise what time's going. It's, oh my God, I've got to stop. I've got to stop. I'm playing it too much. But yeah, I've been doing that a bit. Um, Xbox 360. I, basically, I found an old one I had lying around. And mm. we'll talk about that in the next few sections, actually. Ooh. Arcade News. First bit of news I looked at the other day, I found it on Facebook, is the Time Warp Arcade down south is going to open again. Yay! Awesome. Well done, Stuart. Fantastic, Stuart. Uh, I haven't got any details at the moment. I will get some, and I will report on it. Also, more good news about arcades opening. The Neon Knights Arcade, South End, the one I sort of visited the other day, is also going to reopen. This is the second week of June. Uh, it's going to open via bookings for up to six people for a two-hour slot. Uh, they're doing things a bit careful to start with. Uh, and mm-hmm. fingers crossed, opening as normal from the 21st of June when all restrictions are lifted. So we're back to normal business times. Uh, bookings are on the website, and that is www.neonknightsknights.co.uk. I'll put the information on the website for you to just click on it and have a look at the link. Good luck, Ali, and who is it? Who's it the old Dave. Dave? Yeah, Diamond Dave. Neon Dave. Dave. Good luck, lads. That's good news, both those things. And also, arcade kind of opening again. You can get back to your normal life, Mr. Holly. Mm. Bad news. Uh, you've heard of Mike's Arcade in America? Mm. They're an a arcade supplier, actually, of certain parts. Mike's Arcade have had a fire. Don't know how it happened. His premises. And a poor guy has lost all of his business. Mm-hmm. There has been a fundraising thing to help him out. It's a, I don't know what, what Patreon or whether it was a, a GoFundMe or whatever, but there's been a fundraiser uh, for $10,000. It As of last night when I looked last, it's been fulfilled, which is brilliant. I sent a bit of oh, money okay. as well because I've used a guy before for some Nintendo parts, I think it was years ago. Absolutely brilliant. I'll put the link on the show notes. If anyone fancies helping Mike out, I think it's a worthwhile cause. Throw him some dollars. Is another one. Remember I had a game on the Dreamcast. You played it when I had it in my Naomi cab years ago when you came down, called Sturmwind. It was done by mm. a German developer on the Dreamcast. And it's the game that took about four years to come out. Is it a horizontal shoe? Horizontal shoe with too many buttons, basically. But it's really yeah. well made. And it was on the Dreamcast. I think they might have brought out... No, it wasn't an arcade port. It's just Dreamcast, I think. And a few of their other games were Dreamcast and Neo Geo. But basically, there's a version, Stormwind EX, limited to 2,000 physical copies on the Switch. 
I've looked at it and it is a nice looking if you're a bit of a collector especially if shoot 'em up games I bet Garen will buy this betcha it mm. looks really nice it's got like a, a metal tin uh, CD holder it's got nice nice books with it and different bits and bobs all collectory things all nice looking shiny things for it and it looks really shiny. really nice shiny shiny things it looks really good anyway if you're into that sort of stuff go and buy it um i've put the it's by pix and love as well we do all the books so they're developed mm-hmm. they're, they're um doing the distribution of it and stuff so have a look there anyway pix and love pix and love and the last little bit of news for arcades i've got is uh, there's a guy on uk vac he's an australian chap uh, called kaizen 088 i think his name's paul uh, he makes some really really nice looking original pong reproduction cabs and he was just using i think he was just using in the inside i think he was just using um, a circuit to play pong because you know pong was on a, on a chip on yeah. all the all the um the old consoles of the time at it but what he actually did eventually is he made a reproduction PCB of the original Pong that worked all on TTL logic chips. God. It's well, it, it doesn't look that complicated to an idiot like me, but it uses all modern parts. So it's all um, modern TTL logic for it, and it's obviously got the proper video out for you know composite and all this sort of stuff and decent power and all that lot. And he has sent to me the files to get your own PCB printed so you can do your own kit. And he has trusted me to get some printed and sell them on behalf of him and obviously send him some money. But he's not set a price. He just said, if you get them printed for your friends and yourself and perhaps you fancy giving me some money, that'd be very nice. So I'm going to do that, work out sort of prices for it and get it all sent off to... You know, PCB ways, or um, there's one in, in China, I think, that does really quick PCB turnarounds and get the PCBs made, and obviously the kit of parts for it to buy as well. And people can make their own ones up. So I'm going to do a little run of those for him, and I might make a little tiny pong cabinet with a proper board in it. It'd be quite nice. You made that mini pong, didn't you, a while ago? I did. That just had a home pong in it with a five-inch TV, black and white TV. And Mr. Phil Murray has got that now in his game room. So it'd be mm. nice having a, a proper PCB, an authentic arcade version of it. So that's really cool that that's being done. I'm not going to share the files with anyone, so they have to get it through me because he doesn't want the, the files to be shared, which is perfectly understandable because it's all his own hard work. Yeah, but yeah that'd be quite cool. So, so a couple of friends, I don't know when I'm going to get it done yet. I need, to, I need to sort of work it out and, and cost it and stuff, but I will do that in the future. That's really cool, really cool. Biscuits with you, biscuits biscuits have you been eating lately and have you reviewed them yes i indeed have take it um, away and you know you, you've got an eight biscuit in a packet limit any more than eight biscuits in there are a bit janky i'll still eat them mind yeah, these have got about 20-odd in. Ooh. And Maryland, the Maryland cookies, oh, hazelnutter. They're, they're, they're pretty good. They're pretty hazelnutter, good. Hazelnutter, yeah. So, so a chocolate chip cookie with hazelnuts in, that's basically it. Nuts Nothing really fancy. But it's it's a very good combination. They're nice and tasty. They're, there's a lot of similar cookies out there. I think mm. a lot of them from Maryland. Yeah. But 
Yeah, very nice. And I did eat the whole packet in one go without realising the whole packet. That's not a problem. No, I don't think so. Do you know I don't what would think be I nice? Tea. I do like Maryland's as well. They do a, ba- a very basic chocolate chip cookie. They're quite small, aren't they? They're about an inch and three quarters diameter, something like that. I haven't put a burning on to check, but I will check it. I will check These are a bit bigger than that. They're probably... Oh, you might be right, actually. Yeah, you might be right. But what they need to do is do a nut and raisin one. I like a raisin in a cookie. Yeah, maybe. A raisin one. Like a fruit there'll be a, nut. There'll be a raisin cookie somewhere. Oh, I'm sure. Make your own. There's raisin chocolate, isn't there? Like yeah, the, but the a fruit and nut cookie would be very good. I would enjoy that. Please, thank you very much. Whoever makes Maryland cookies, please sort it out for me. Is that Maryland in America, you reckon? Don't they pronounce it Maryland? I don't know. It's not how we pronounce it. Everyone from Maryland is saying that now. Okay. Recent pickups. I have actually been buying a few things. Been been treat yourself. Treat yourself. Treat your parks and rec. Yeah. So basically, I have bought an Ultimark spinner. Sean, I, I, I smashed the wedge down. Did it? Followed through. <laughs> I've been putting it off for ages because they're quite expensive, like sixty quid delivered, something like that. And they're only yeah. a small thing, but it's hassle-free, no messing about. You basically drill a hole the same size as the button. You pop it in. You put it in USB in your computer. That's it. It works as a mouse. Perfect. Done. No problem at all. I made a weighted knob for it. I made a stainless steel um, spinner knob for it. And I need to do one more thing to it before I can use it. So I've been using it without the knobs. You just grab on a little six mil shaft and twist it around. It doesn't work, but you need to have a proper spinner knob on there. I've got it in there. It works fine. I haven't really had a good test of it yet, but I'm going to. And one of my picks for the podcast in the very near future will be a spinner game because we have criminally neglected spinner games. And I do quite like them, even though I'm terrible at them. And you can do them with a mouse fairly fairly okay, can't you? You can, but that's probably what the listeners are going to have to do because I don't want to expect them to to pay 60 quid for a spinner. But I will be playing it properly with a spinner. And I cannot wait to play some spinner games. Cool. Trackball, trackball. Could do. Yeah, I think you can play it with a trackball. I have bought... Uh, t- I think I you knew about it already. I was waiting for them to be delivered, and Martin eventually delivered them because he picked them up ages ago for me. This is a little while ago now. I have bought two more Vectrexes. So I've got Albert mm-hmm. and Louise Vectrexes. I've named them, so I know which ones are which. Oh. They're not quite working. One of them has just got a, a funny line on it, on the screen, so there's something wrong with the vectors. And the other one was working-ish had some problems and I'm working on them and I'm doing video diaries sort of on them as well when I work on them I video what I'm talking about what I've done to it and what I'm going to do so hopefully I'll have a video on YouTube when I've actually eventually got them both working which could be a while yet but I'm going to save that up I do like working on the backtracks they're usually quite easy to fix to be honest with you you know you know you can get that white paint a white paint pen tipex yeah white out can we call it yeah, you can you can like white use what 
Right, why? Oh Can I stop God. you here? I know what you're going to say next, and I might white, have to punch you in the white, chops. White stuff on your vector. You could write the names on the top of the monitors of the oh. Vectrix. Albert well, and Louise. I've actually you? got, you know those little label makers, like the Dymo label makers? Yeah. I've got their names on them already. Albert <laughs> and Louise, yeah. yeah, on the front of them and the bottom, so oh, I know which you one's like, which. You're going to put little googly eyes on them next. Probably. Albert is the proper poorly one. Oh. Albert's just got a funny little vector on his screen, and he had a good joystick. And Louise yeah. was the one who was mainly working, but has got a broken spring on the up and down joystick, which is easy to fix. So I'll sort that out. But Are they yeah, a couple, th- them two. Do you think they're a couple? Or? Yeah, yeah, they love each other. Oh, that's lovely. That yeah, it's nice. Uh, so those two, um, and also Vectrex related. I have a Pytrex cart which is from Australia. Um, luckily, there wasn't many released. They, they, they keep making them. They're not, they're not limited. But when yeah. they, they make a batch of them, they go very, very quickly. And there was a certain time of the evening that you had to go on to the site where you get them from. And I, I, I'm messing about putting it in. The, the site was crashing because everyone's on there. And I eventually somehow got one. And it was delivered a couple of weeks later. And it's pretty good. It's basically a PCB that goes in a, a Vectrex cartridge. But you plug a Raspberry Pi Zero in the top of it. Right. So there's an image for it as well, which Malban, who's an expert in Vectrex, and I think, I think is it Graham Toll? Sorry, guys, if I got your names wrong or I've got the wrong way round. But basically, some of the Vectrex experts have been doing software for it. And it's like a bare-bones software, so it loads really quickly. There's no, there's no Linux involved in it. It just loads up the bits it needs to, and off you go. And I've had a quick go of it, and it seems very promising. It's also being worked on as we speak. Again, it's all going ahead. And because you've got the, the power of the Pi in there... It can halt the instructions on the 6809 in the Vectrex and use the Vectrex monitor and controls via the Pi. So you can run, this is a bit convoluted, you can run Vectrex emulation on the Pi, but output it to the screen and have your inputs via a controller. And what they've done is you can play it normally you can play roms off that just use it as a rom server and play them with the vectrex hardware but there's also a mode on there which you can play i think they call it fast vectrex it's basically the pi emulating the vectrex better than the vectrex can because it runs things faster and smoother but playing it on the screen and you can play the games a little bit faster than normal and they don't they don't jerk and they don't there's not sort of weird things with the vectors and it's really interesting to play. Really interesting. And people are going to start developing their own games using the Vectrex monitor, but the power of the Pi. And also the Pi is the only... I think it's the only other cartridge that can play arcade emulation on the Vectrex. Because the Vec Fever already does that, but that's a harder cartridge to get hold of. I've got one. And my next pick is another Vec Fever cart. I've got another one recently. I've got Thomas, yeah. who, who develops it, has done an SD version. Because a normal Vec Fever's got built-in memory, more than you'd ever need to put all the games on there. But he's done a new one now with an SD card in it. And I've just had it yesterday. And it's very, very promising also. So I like that a lot. And I wanted another Vec, uh, Vec Fever cart to go in my Asteroids cabinet and to be permanently in there with the scope tracks to play it on the asteroids, we've got to get that thing fixed first as well. But yeah, there's some of my my pickups. On the other hand, I've got some reverse pickups. So I've got rid of a load of stuff as well. 
So I've got rid of the Midway Invaders table, which I had. Now I've got the trim line. I don't need it anymore. So I've sold that on. That's going to go to the Four Quarters Cafe Arcade Pub. Oh, which one? I'm not sure. Um, but they've got a load of tables in both sites. They've got both. So I'm not sure which one it's going to. But when everything opens up again, I'll go and have a look, hopefully. It'll be pretty good. I've also got rid of one of the Vectrexes. I've only got five Vectrex now, Sean. I'm getting a bit short. I've only got five. Try, try. I sold a Vectrex to Mr. What No Gravy. He's covered it in gravy, of course. Oh, why? Why would he well, do that? He didn't like it black. He wanted it brown. So he's made it. <gasps> okay. And he's happy with it, hopefully. And obviously, a massive pile of console stuff, to which, which went to Ali Retro Hunter, which he'll be selling in his shop. Uh, also, as well as that negative pickups, which I sold some stuff to Ali... He was very kind to give me some parts to run my Xbox 360 because I just had the main box. I had no hard drive for it, no controller, no power supply, no video connections. I had nothing. I just had this Xbox. I wasn't even sure it still worked. So I tested it out there, and he was kind enough to give me the bits I need to run it because I want to play Geometry Wars 1 and 2. So I still had the, the disc as well, which I took with me. And I also came away with um, a little... Pac-Man handheld. Do you know... Oh, who made it? Is it Retro Games... Grandstand? No, no, no. A modern one. Oh. That was released recently. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, hold on. It's in a box next to me. Let me find it. There it is. Look. Pac-Man Pocket Player. My arcade. Look at that, Sean. I've never heard of that. You have. We talked about it before. We reported on it a little while ago. They're the yeah, people that, that make the little... The really tiny ones. Mm. But this is... I think it's NES versions on there, but it's decent. And it's got Pac-Mania on it. That's what I wanted to play. It's only the NES version, but it's pretty good. Works nice. So I got that from the Retro Hunter as well, which is really cool. I like that thing a lot. It's really, it feels nice in your hand. It feels nicely made. Nice. Nice. So I couldn't come away from there without treating myself to something, at least. Mm. You bought anything lately? Anything to note? Got some new trainers. They're not trainers, Sean. They're sneakers sneakers whatever do you I've know why because s- you sneak around in them because you don't train but you do sneak oh uh, yeah yeah see. it's just just get the comfiest ones i can get for just standing for long amounts of time standing for long amounts of time yeah nicely works. said so, yeah you, you don't do a lot of sitting down you do a lot of standing and walking stands i did a stands <laughs> Nice one. So that nothing arcade related. <laughs> have you got any new? Have you got any new? Uh, what, what's that little machine you got? The Evercade. Evercade. Got any new Evercade carts? No, I haven't really. They're doing a console. Did you know about they that? They are. I've seen it. Yeah, it's this uh, one you plug into your TV with some controllers type console, isn't it? Yeah, and you basically can use the same that. hardware there, isn't it? I think so. And you can use the Evercade handheld as, as a, a controller. controller. What is the point of that? Because you can plug the Evercade into the TV as well, can't you? Yeah, I think you can plug two cartridges into the console, or and you can have t- two simultaneous two-player games. I think. Okay. But yeah, it's another it's another good move. I think they're I think they're a very good company. Keep the price low and keep the yeah the console. It's a very simple, easy to use console. There's no frills. You've just got with with you, you, physical cartridges, which is the main draw, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Up, down, left, right. It's just a SNES controller, really. Yeah. It's like a really comfortable SNES controller with a screen in the middle. Yeah. 
That's all you want, isn't it? That, that's it's that's the exact same amount of buttons. Yeah, cool, cool, cool little game. Listener feedback. So the real one punch Rob has been on Twitter. And he's wrote on there, uh, going through some old photos and found one of Mr. Sean Holly showing us all how to play the 10 pence score, 10 pence arcade. It's basically you in a cowboy hat with some chaps on lassoing plastic cows on the stage. When, when, what career move was this, Sean, in your past? I would have remembered that. I, I, I was probably very, very drunk. Very, very drunk. Very drunk. I- lassoes and stuff I don't, I don't recall I do like that hat though that and geezer have... really looks like you it does but then again it? you do get about it could be There's one of your of many people... clones I was going for a walk we were, we, me and wife go for lots of walks in countryside and that and I saw someone and I thought it was me and I thought hang on did you say are you Sean Holly he went no he went oh no that's me and then I he thought, ran no, away. That's not me. It's, it's someone else. But yeah, I thought there's a bit of inception thing going on there. Maybe you know, well be. Glitch in the matrix and all that. Lot. Oof. Yeah. Well, basically, you were designed and cloned in a shed in 1936. So, you know, could have been you. Could Plenty be. You clone- around the place. Clone Wars would have been different, wouldn't they? Star Wars, the Clone Wars. Yeah, just beards and biscuits. Body for the biscuit wars. <laughs> With a sort of light saber custard. Cream. Yeah. Ah, love, what a brew. What a brew. <laughs> Any road, back to this. Uh, Adam Ross, Vader GB on Twitter. He says, What have you done? Sean Holly is influencing searches on Google now. Great podcast this month. And he's looked on Google. It says, Do British websites use biscuits? I think rather than cookies, you cookies. know. Nice yes. one. Nice. I think I think they do use biscuits, yes. Yeah. We we do the proper thing. We use biscuits. Would yes. you accept some biscuits on this computer? <laughs> I I have biscuit crumbs on my computer. Yeah, I'm sure anyway, you do. You've got Ian Cullen and he's put just listening to the latest podcast and there seems to be more biscuit related content than arcade related content. Mm. Uh, maybe. Hopefully not. But anyway, he says, I have a question. How many custard creams is it, is it appropriate to consume with an average cuppa? I say three. And I applied, any amount of biscuits is fine, but do not dunk and do not drink tea. One is sacrilege and the other is bobbins. You are wrong, wrong, wrong on all accounts. You can't dunk into tea. You can dunk any kind of biscuit in any beverage. Tea is acceptable, but you are weird and you don't drink tea. I don't drink tea, no. Do you not even like milky tea? I can imagine no. people not liking strong tea because it's quite bitter. I don't Do even like, like the smell of it. I just really? don't, don't, even don't like smell it much. It smells of tea. Yeah, I just don't like it. Much prefer a bean-to-cup coffee maker. Do you know what? You just Get made yourself one, kids. What? You just made a face then when you were talking about tea and it looked like your finger had just gone through the toilet paper. <laughs> So I not, can imagine that. It's not that bad, but yeah, I don't like, I don't like it. Uh, Darren Chell has been on. Uh, he's been making joystick controller boxes. You know, I did a call out for people to tell us if you've been making your own joystick uh, control hardware, yeah. DIY stuff. He's been on and he's been making some stuff. And he said the one he sent me pictures of was really nicely finished with a deep red coloured box with pink and yellow buttons. I've got pictures of it. It's quite nice. Uh, and he said he had something interesting to say about zero delay boards because the zero delay is a very cheap 
PCB with connectors on it to interface your buttons and joystick to a computer, whether it be a PC, a Mac, a Raspberry Pi, Linux computer, whatever. And mm. it's only about seven or eight quid for a board. They're quite cheap. They're easy to install, USB, and the computer you're using will pick it up as a very standard USB joystick with like 12 buttons or whatever. You don't have to use all of them. And he was saying that um, zero-delay buttons, uh, zero-delay PCBs, uh, he was on about this email, and it said professional. He said when you buy something with the word professional on it, it's usually anything but what someone would use to make a living with, professional. And he says, well, I used to put zero-delay encoder boards into his controllers, but learning from experience, though, these zero-delay boards are just like the professional things. They're not good. They should actually be called colossal amount of delay boards rather than zero-delay. So to quantify, they can add up to an average of 40-odd milliseconds of delay to a given joystick or button input. So bad that you can actually see the delay between moving joystick and sprite moving on screen. And I don't agree. I don't say he's not seeing this or experiencing it, but I've never noticed that on my zero delay board because I've got a joystick underneath on this computer here. I used to use on my Mac. I've always Mm. used for MAME for years and years and years. I've never had a problem with it being, you know, being laggy or the button controls being slow. Maybe he's just got a, a bad couple of bad ones. I don't know. I'm not sure. But I've never had a problem with them. But he also says there's a, um, a company called Damon Bright, D A E M O N B R, or Damon Bright or Damon Bright boards, can't remember. Um, but he said he's using one that only produces a delay of a, a, a millisecond and below. So basically, no lag. You can't even detect no, no that delay, lag. Yeah. Uh, he said the difference is astounding. He reckons they're at £25, whereas the zero delay boards are about nine quid. Uh, and I've just crossed out, I'm going to check one of these out. I bought one last night, Sean. I couldn't help myself. I bought one. Uh, oh. I'm just waiting for it to arrive now. I only bought it last night. I think they're coming from Finland. And I got the mini kit, which is basically a little tiny board, and it requires you to solder all the included parts yourself. And I'm pretty good with the solder iron, so I've got no problem with that. 20-minute job, I reckon. Uh, and this was £19.65, UK pounds, delivered to the UK. So basically under 20 quid to get this board. So I'm going to try this one out. Um, I also poked the Demon Bright website on the show notes because they've got a ton of controller interfaces on there. You can have combined NES and Super NES to USB. There's a Mega Drive to USB. There's all sorts of controller interfaces to usb so you can use on different computers you can use like original controllers on different computers but there's a load of them on there you can buy and they're pretty good prices as well i think so the website looks really cool i've sent a message to the person who runs the site who makes the part saying i'm buying this for the podcast to test it out and i'll tell i'll review it for them but i have actually bought it myself because i do want one of these they look pretty good so i'll be interested to see what they're like it's interesting, though, isn't it? Especially if they're better than the zero day. But I've never had a problem with the zero delays. But that could be me, my brain not being quick enough to detect it. But I've never had a problem down to the joystick being bad, you know, from, from using the zero delay. Never. You've got one. Did I put one in the, the, the joystick I made you? Yeah, I think you did. Have you ever had a problem with lag on it? No. Not that you can detect? No, that's going into a. It's it's a low lag LCD. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I've never, I've never had any, any that, nothing noticeable. Well, well basically, Darren, uh, follow up that email and tell us how and why and what experiences you're having. I'd be interested to see what they are because you're obviously having some experiences with it, and we're not. Interesting. Mm. Anyone else who's can, can wade in on that as well? Be interesting. Mm, anyway, Mr. Jeremy do Riley. There you go. Right. Do it properly. Jeremy Riley. Riley. My name, by the way, it's strangely gratifying. Is how yeah. we do it. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question. I get to the podcast and find out a bunch of ways I could have improved my game over the previous month, but I've usually had enough, and I'm and I'm keen to move on to the next game. Is there a forum of any kind that supports the ten pence challenge? Ooh. No, no, don't know. Arcade Sidekick works well, uh, and that's at tracking your progress against others. But they, but our scoring techniques, hidden hidden secrets, strategies, etc., are they dis- discussed anywhere? Uh, not really. Uh, some people, when they're playing the games, put out on Twitter, you know, what they might be mm. doing to help each other out, or you know, some little secret they've found, or what uh, some playing techniques. The only other thing I use sometimes if I really get into a game and I want to improve it, obviously the first port of call is ask Charlie Far if he's playing the game. Mm. He'll tell you some good secrets. But the best one I've found is stuff like game facts, FAQs, game FAQs. That's pretty yeah. good for that sort of stuff. There's a, there's, another, there's a few of them, and usually on the, the show notes, I put the sources where I've been looking at. So I will actually share the information. What I've done. It's after the game anyway. It doesn't really matter, but I will share what I've, what I've looked at for research and gameplay hints and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Zestor has also yeah. been on. He says, on the last episode, you asked us to send in photos of what we have made at home. So this is another guy who's been making his own parts. Here's a photo of a flight simulator throttle quadrant I made recently. Not exactly arcade related, but I did use arcade ball tops on the levers. It connects to the PC via PCB with analog inputs, not unlike an iPad. I enjoy Sean and your ramblings each month. Glad to hear you've got your COVID vaccinations. All the best, Zestora. So this is a really nicely made, it looks like the kind of thing I make at work, metal levered um, control panel, I suppose, for, for some kind of flight simulator where you've got loads of knobs going on. Looks pretty yeah. good, though. It's pretty good. Oh. Mr. Boom Go Pinball, the exploding pinball man, he said, he said, I figured I'd rustle you up this gem. 100 obscure late 80s games. Some odd Russian games that are fascinating to 10p score classics. It's a YouTube video he's found. Have you seen it? Well, I nearly didn't go to bed last night watching this. Um, I was doing the notes last night in the dark before I went to bed, and I noticed this on. I had a quick look, and I went... I can't do this. I'll be here all night. Because it's like 20 minutes long, isn't it? 20 minutes mm. long, something like that. I thought, no, I need to... It's like half 11. I thought, I've got to go to bed in a minute. I can't... Look, but I will look at that. It looks interesting. And I've put the mm. the URL on the show notes for people to look at. It is interesting. I've looked at the first few and I thought, yeah, I'm going to know all these. I, I knew about six out of about the first 10. Is it all arcade as well? Yeah, oh, it cool. is, yeah. I will look into that. Some, yeah, really weird stuff. Cool. Some some stuff you recognise the name. Some some stuff you recognise the gameplay. But yeah, that's that's good. Check that out, kids. We put it in the no shows for you to view. Anyway, this is a long one, so I need to be need to strap in for this one. Strap in, kids. Michael Webster, now known as Mikey Webs. Oh, actually, this is Alex Michael again. Oh, what a waste of a new name. Dang. Sent a nice long email. Uh, I'll condense it a bit here because it's quite long. 
Uh, he's been listening to us for about two or three years and enjoying us guffing on about arcade stuff. He picked up some useful information and plays a ton of games he would never have known about otherwise. He's been meaning to write to us and appreciates the nonsense that falls out of our biscuit holes. He's had a good stab at DIY in his own setup too. He's using a Pi 3B Plus wired up to a CRT after a lot of trial and error working out how to hook it up, etc. He was using a Venom flight stick and realised he should try and make himself his own arcade controls. A recent bathroom makeover had left him a bunch of materials to work with. How cool would a tiled joystick be, Sean? Be very nice. There's a grouting on it. It'd be lovely, wouldn't it? Coloured grout yeah. joystick. Awesome. Mm. He bought a 30 quid circular saw from Sean's favourite biscuit outlet, Aldi, and got to work. He purchased a controls kit with stick, buttons, wiring, and an interface PCB, which is probably a zero delay, we talked about earlier, all for about 30 quid also. He bashed up a box with a few gaps in and was amazed it worked first time. Now that it all works, he's upgraded the controls to better quality parts. He goes on to say his next little project is housing for a trackball controller. Funnily enough, I got this email I'm speaking about now from Michael about an hour after I had ordered my Ultimate Spinner on that day. And he went on to tell me about the same spinner he'd bought. He'd sent me a good link that has accurate settings for a bunch of games that use spin controls in main. Mikey Webbs, I like that name, also wants to treat himself to a proper cab one day, but is a bit scared if or when it may break down. Well, Mike, Michael, Mikey, ZX, I was in exactly the same boat when I first got my first cab all those years ago, and I've repaired a ton of them since you know, with varying degrees of success. So yes, you can learn. I would definitely recommend getting one. Just get a jammer cab to start off with, nice and easy. Uh, but it does take a bit of research, listening, common sense, sometimes help from other knowledgeable gamers. And nearly everything is fixable if it goes down as well. So don't be afraid. You're not going to... Get yourself a cheap jammer cab, maybe. You're not going to put thousands of pounds worth into it. You know, if it breaks down, it might be a little bit too expensive to fix it but everything is repairable to some degree so i would i would definitely you know fall into it and go for it people always help you out yeah why not and the last bit of feedback's from benson rad great podcast you missed my feedback last time ah. where did you put it where did you put it mate you probably sent it to me it was probably my fault but as usual i will blame you for it oh fair sure enough. what did you do with his oh for goodness sake Oh, I think I cop- copied and pasted it into a letter that I sent away that never came back. You probably copied and pasted it into the bin. That's what you did. Oh, no, I didn't do that. Anyway, he says, I've just been playing Lasso. What an awesome little game. So addictive. Typically, I thought the only button was the Lasso and that, and and was about to turn it off when I saw the attract mode. That, uh, the guy fired something. Ah. I had hoped I'd do better, but found the turn direction difficult. Not sure it's my rubbish joypad or on the PC or the game. Good learning curve. Keep on point pressing. Then he's put a score in. Yeah, and he's when he found... He had the second button event and over-doubled it, so that was better. He sent me that the other night, and I immediately cut and pasted it and copied it into our notes so I wouldn't forget it this time. So sorry about that, Benson. Sorry about that. We got it this time. Friendly shout-outs. Do you hear that? I was just getting the pinger ready. Ping! First one, Ali, Retro Hunter, Mick Berry in Southend. Oh, yes. Lovely meeting you two guys again. Hanging out. Uh, Mark Sharples, thank you for buying the Vectrex off me. Still haven't got any gravy. Didn't have any gravy on him at all. None. 
It's not too bad, though. Not too bad. This is an odd one. Mr. Tronads. Ooh. Uh, give him a ping. He's been very helpful trying to get me Geometry Wars 2 fix. And hopefully he's he's come through for me. And hopefully the disc will work on my Xbox 360 and I can play Geometry Wars 2 again. Thank you very much. There was someone else who helped him out with that. I can't remember the name. I think I tweeted about it. So thank you if you're listening anyway. Thank you. Nice. So Thomas Sontowski, he knows why. He knows why. Well and done, my last one. Kaizen 088 for the Pong reproduction PCBs I'm going to get sorted out. I cannot wait to have a proper Pong in a little cab. And I've got zero time to make anything, but it's all in my mind. In my mind. In your mind. In your mind. I, I want uh, to make... Yeah, I don't know. Let's not go into it now. But I've got ideas for a nice Pong cabinet. You you doing the evil genius thing with your hands in? <laughs> have have you got any shout outs, Sean? Be mine. You what, sorry? Have you got any shout outs for anyone? I keep forgetting this bit, don't I? Oh, you just hate everyone, don't want to give them anything. I love everyone. There's too many people to shout out. I love everybody. I've you love Beck. Apart from some of them. But yeah, yeah mostly they know who people. they are. Yeah, mostly people are really nice. You know, and, 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 you know just shout out to them people. Oh, and, spread and, the love. And when we when we can hug again, I'm just going to hug everybody, like running the street. And I've missed hugging people. Ugh. You can hug your own family, but nah. it's, it gets boring. So spread wanna... the love on your toast. <laughs> so you wanna... Yeah, shout out to everybody in the world. I'll have some proper for this next time. I always miss this bit. Yeah. Sorry. It's because he hates everyone. <laughs> oh, Sean, have you got a quiz for me? Have I? Oh, joy. Arcade Master Quiz. I'm just loading up the tome now. Tome, that's a good word, is isn't it? Is it 4,000 questions? No, it's 20 questions. It's 10 oh, questions 20? And, oh. and 10 bonus questions. Oh, so you can get. Love a quiz, Deirdre. Can, Possibly, possibly. Do you mind if I call you Deirdre? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's nice. You can possibly get 20 out of 10. Ready? I think I'm ready for it. Roll the music. This quiz is sponsored by the year 1983. That was a good year. I was 10. Oh, I was was older than that. You were 42. I was 13, depending on what part of the year. Mm. Anyway, are you ready? I am. I, I shall begin. Cebu Denshi released its first game in 1983 and, short, and shortly changed its name to what? Cebu Kaihatsu. Yes. Because they made that, Raiden. I don't know what their first game was, though. That's going to be the bonus question, isn't it? No. What was their most famous IP? I would say Raiden. Yeah. Yeah. You got the answers to that one before he He's got his you. pen out, kids. I'm, I'm marking down. So you've got two out of one. Mm-hmm. Right. What new arcade game technology was wowing the kids back in 1983? 1983. Arcade game technology. New on the scene. Was it Color Vector? No. That was about 1983, wasn't it? 
Yeah, maybe. Well, give us a hint. That's quite a wide question, that, isn't it? It's a new kind of operating system type of thing. In 1983? Four-player game? No, laser discs. Oh, they were rubbish. No one cares about them. Actually, well, they were wowing the game, wowing the games and the kids in that in '83. They were the first, yeah. the f- first big, but the first obviously massive one was Dragon's Lair. Yeah. But what was the actual very first game that came out in November '82? Laserdisc. Oh, was it? I don't think it was that. It's, it's a mad game. Is it Cliffhanger? No, Astron Belt, Sega. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know someone who's got that. Yeah, this is, this is, what have I written here? Oh, hang on, yeah. What, this is question three. Ooh, in three, what Vectrex Vector game was ported to the arcade? Just a minute, let me look at my Vectrex cartridges a minute. <laughs> um, oh, Darn it. So, not Solar Quest. Ah, I can't remember now. I do know the one you're on about. Was it, no. Not, is it Star Castle? No. It's Cosmic, the other one. Cosmic, Cosmic Chasm. Chasm. Cosmic, oh. Yeah, Cosmic Chasm was 83. Yes, I did Who know that. Just forgot it. Who released this? You should get this. Uh, Cinematronics. Yeah. Yes. Okay, right, question four. Dingo was a game released by ACG, Ashby Computers and Graphics. What did they become? Ultimate and then Rare. Yeah, and what hardware was Dingo running on? Galaxian. Yeah. Do you know why, Sean? Because I've got it. Have you? It's a weird little thing, isn't it? It's on the Galaxian, uh, Macros Galaxian hardware, uh, multi-kit. It's super janky, is that? Oh, yeah, it's rubbish. Right, is a is a really tricky one. You might not get this. Question five. What type of game was New Sinbad 7? Ooh, New Sinbad 7. Uh, was it a little platformer? No, it was a bizarre maze shooty thing. Oh, okay. Reminds me a bit of Eyes when it's gameplay. Oh, that sounds good. I bet Salad's like that. What was the CPU? It's probably just a guess now. 6502? Z80. Oh, one of the two. Oh, I've made these harder now. You have. Right, in 1982, Atari licensed Kangaroo from Sun Electronics. Which game did they license in 83? Arabian. Yeah. What style of cab would you say is most similar to Arabian, the Atari-style cab? It's gorgeous artwork, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's, it's similar to uh, Kangaroo and uh, Dig Dug. Dig Dug, yeah. Dig yep. Dug, Gravitar I've got. Yeah, you can have that. Right. Namco game, Libble Rabble, yep. which is on the Evercade, by the way, was designed by which legendary game developer? Ooh, Libble Rabble. It was only a prototype, wasn't it? Uh, I, I can't remember the name of the guy, but the guy who did Pac-Man. Toru Iroata? 
Yeah, I'll give you that. Taru Iwatani. Yeah, yes. well done. Yes. What other game... Oh, got itchy ear there. On what seminal 3D racing game was Iwatani a producer? Pole position. Yeah. Blinking, blinking heck. Yes. Now I'm going Nine out of seven. Right, Juno first. Uh-huh. A great year for shooters, 83. How many individual levels is in Juno first before it loops? 16? Yes! Yes. <laughs> Didn't think you'd get that. How many warps do you get per level? Three. Yes! God! You I remember I, I played this... this game before? <laughs> made this hard. Right, you won't get this one. Right, you've got Budweiser Tapper, Root Beer Tapper, and a Japan-only release called What Tapper? Suntory. Oh! <laughs> I also know Japanese whiskies. <laughs> oh! What's unusual about the cap- Tapper Cab? The, the US Tapper Cab? It's got little levers um, for, your, for pouring the drinks out rather than a button. No, the, the actual cab itself. It looks like it's made out of a bar. It's like got brass bits on it and wood. Maybe. Yeah, I put beer holders. It's got beer holders. Oh, yeah, they put beer holders on it. So, yeah, but it was made to look like something to go in a bar. So it's got little levers, like little draft levers rather than buttons yeah. to pour I'll the drinks I'll give you up. half for that because I had beer holders. Can I have two thirds? Yeah, go on then. Go you, on. Can't, you can't um, put your drinks on the machines, please, kids. No, apart don't do that. from. Apart from when you're playing Tapper, and even then, no. Yeah. What type of game, this is the last question, was Espial? E-S-P-A-I-L, Espial. What type of a game was it? It's a vertical shooter, but on a horizontal screen. <sighs> yes. Because I've also owned the PCB before. Oh. oh. And it's, it's not a very good Z- game either. I don't like it. It's similar to Xevious, isn't it? Yeah. It is a vertical old, shooter. Right, what console console or computers was it ported to there's three yeah a point for each espial um mm. oh god apple 2 no commodore 64 yep atari 8-bit yep one more Ooh. is computer or console did you say yeah in television no Oh, 2600. Yeah, it's a 2600. But you've run out of. Right, you got. I, I had like 19 uh, guesses <laughs> at that. <laughs> you got 15 and two thirds out of 10. Yeah, that's not bad. Not well bad. done there, mate. Thank you very nice much. One. I enjoyed that. I, mean, I like a quiz, I'm, me. I made it really hard. I thought I did as well. Not really. Okay. And here is a word from our sponsor. Now the man they call the sheriff Was a low-down, dirty rat Mean as a rattlesnake Why, he once stole a hat If he passed by your way Better watch out there, you see So the town called for help And along came Me? He's the milk of that kid The milky bar kid is strong and tough And only the best is good enough The creamiest milk Feature game review. This game has been quite popular in some quadrants of the country or world. 
Quadrants. This is Lasso, an obscure game from SNK in 1982, way before Neo Geo was even thought of. It's a four-way joystick game with two buttons. One button to fling your lasso, and the other to fire something at the wolves and the well monster. I will explain. Mm. The PCB has twin 6502 CPUs running at the whopping 2 megahertz each. And oh another 6502. God. I know. Another 6502 at 600 kilohertz, which is pathetic, running the sound with two SN76496 sound chips. They're not as good as AYs, are they? It's a mm. vertical fixed screen game. And it sounds just like this. Now, there is a backstory. This is official. Well, official when I wrote it. <laughs> Moo cows, horsies, and sheepy barbars have been running amok in Vulture Gulch, a desert town in the Midwest US and A. These fearless critters have been stealing children's sweets, pushing pensioners over, and farting left, right, and centre, which offends the vicar something rotten. Oof. It's up to you, playing as Lasso Larry, trademark, to get those darn varmints lassoed up and into the pans where they belong. Oh, that's offensive to our American listeners, isn't it? Before they get chopped up and made into dog food. Oof. Beware the rabid blood wolves and the mythical green well monster, though. This is how you play the game. You are a little cowboy guy, and you hold the lasso button down to throw the lasso. It'll fling itself out to a certain amount of length, and then let go of it, and it it ensnares a critter if they're inside the loop as it goes round. Mm-hmm. When it's approximately round them. Uh, the game gives you a quick tryout at the very beginning of the game. Uh, this is changeable via a dip switch on the PCB. You press your second button to throw a mystery red item, which may be a fireball, do you reckon? What would a, what would what would a, a cowboy, cowboy chuck that's red? Some people have mentioned he's flinging poo at them, and I don't think it's that. We'll, we'll say it's a fireball, okay? You can fire in the souls. fireballs in souls. <laughs> what, those, those, those latex things you put in trout in shoes to make them he's soft. He's flinging insults embodied oh, in, 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 in a, a big red tomato. Have you yeah. read that? Yeah, I'm sure it's that, Sean. Mm. It's not that. You, show, you throw them at the Hounds of Hell and the Well Frog Monster, whatever it is. It's a frog. If anything moving touches you, you lose a cowboy. This includes being touched by a wolf, a critter, or water fired at you from the well idiot. Any of those things will kill you. Points are gotten from roping the critters and hitting a wolf or a well monster with a fireball. Fireballs do not affect the critters at all, which is terrible physics for a game. Mm. A wolf is worth 360 points, a well monster 2,700 points, and a single critter 900. If you manage to rope up two critters at the time, you get 2,700 points. If you get three critters, 8,100 points. And according to our friend Neil 20 to 5 uh, if you get four critters, nobody seems to know. So some forums he was reading about say the bonus is maxed out to 9,999. Other people say it might be 24,300 to follow the structure Ooh. of the, the multiplication of the points. So yeah. we're not sure about that. During the game, 
On two occasions, a wolf will make a bolt from its pen on the left-hand side of the screen and release an already caught and penned critter. If you shoot the dog while it's in the act, you get 4,500 bonus points. As the game goes on, the critters get agitated and more wolves come out for you. If you rope all the critters or shoot the last wolf, the level is finished. There are only over four well demons per level. The first level, you are trying to lasso sheep, second, cows, and the third, blue horses. There's nothing to see here, please move on. Now, some people might say, hold on a minute, Victor, you moaned like heck about the, the weird orange and Colours. pink cows in Sunset Riders, which is a game I really hate, but lots of people love it. But these, right, are Ohio Blue Stallions. Everybody knows this. Move on. Blue Stallions. Wow. We've got some... But that that little well demon is actually a frog. I did a Google Translate on the flyer, and it's right. a frog. A frog? Yeah, it's a, a big huge frog, isn't it? Huge, huge, slim frog. Now, there was a bit of confusion with the game difficulty settings. I thought it was fairly straightforward, but people have had a few problems. I think it's the different versions of Main. And mm. uh, Mr. Messi has been on Twitter and he's put Lasso. Just watched a YouTube video where there was only one dragon in the first level, which is the frog monster thingy. My version has four and moves a lot faster. I switched the unknown dip switch to on, and now it's much easier. No wonder I was struggling to get over 20,000 points. Uh, my settings, because I, I was the one who, who picked it, were already set at standard settings, I believe, and I've posted on the web show notes the flyer, and it tells you all the different things on there. It's all in Japanese, but those bits are quite easy. I think they're in, in English. And basically, you can turn on and off the bit where you have a tryout where you can you can lasso the three critters at the start without you know getting hit or anything. And yeah. I think if you turn that off, it changes the difficulty as well. It's got some odd settings of the difficulty, but the one we were playing is fairly standard settings. You know, three cowboys and whatever. I think you, you're supposed to get because Neil twenty to five. He's been very good at this game. Has told me a lot about it. On the levels, you'll get two dogs. Who will try and release the critters after I think you've you've penned two or three of them. You will always get four well frogs come out and then they won't come anymore. So it's yeah. fairly structured and that's that's how you sort of play. You can do this bit and then no more will come. You can do that bit and no more will come. So that seems to be the standard. So hopefully everyone's been running on the same level. Yeah, we've got some good tips here from Mr. Rygar, who's doing very well at this game. Yeah. And he's put, I never saw a lasso back in the day but now i have and i reckon i like it so these are his tips yeah he, he said he spent ages trying to work out some high high score strategies which you've already mentioned yeah hit the two dogs that tried to steal the sheep get four thousand five hundred free i didn't know that mm-hmm. get all the snacks in the wells that the people have called them frogs yoshis snacks they did a lot of snacks didn't they a bit two thousand four hundred a pop yeah yeah try to lasso groups of three or more sheep for bigger bonus and of course, euthanize all the dogs. Oh, don't do that! They're wolves. They're horrible things. If you're lucky, you can sometimes press fire while you're lassoing the last sheep and kill the last dog at the same time. That's maximum bonus points, isn't it? No. Doing all that, and you can easily get thirty-two thousand points per level. Wow! 
if I was getting like 24 on the first one, 23, 24, if you're lucky with grouping, 39,000 is a possibility. Yeah. However, by the time you get to level five, things get too frantic and to risk that thing and rinsing all the points on every round. In fact, if you want to keep going and build up a higher score, it soon makes more sense to take out the livestock as quickly as possible. Otherwise, they get too fast. They have that weird running thing where you just... You can't lasso them. I couldn't lasso them quick enough, and it got on my nerves because they're You've like got to time it, haven't you? You're wobbling all over the place. In the end, I was just firing and hoping I was getting one. Yeah. Anyways, up. What do you think of graphics and sound? Janky and a bit garish, and I love it. I do like mm. an old game sometimes, but why the blue horses when the cows are brown and white, uh, and also the sheep are yellow too? I noticed. Sparse backgrounds with a few scattered bits of vegetation and the wells for the water succubuses to pop out of. So there's not a lot of graphics going on. Then there's a bit of a pen at the top and a pen mm. on the side for the, the wolves to come out, whatever they're, werewolves, whatever they are. Nice little tunes, but could have done with some woofs, bars, moos, and for the horse. Elephants. No, that's a horse. Oh. Full. <laughs> I wasn't too keen on the graphics and it's just very basic. It's all right. You're basic. Not, not very good animation. No, not not for me. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's a funny Cabinet little game. art. It, it must have been a kit, mustn't it, this? No. Do you see the picture there? A full, a full proper release. I believe it's a full, full release, but it looks... It, that's, I can see why you think that, Sean, because it looks like a very generic-looking black cabinet, doesn't it? But it, the screen's mm. quite low down. And it's got quite a boring marquee, lasso in sort of rope writing. And it's not got a lot going on, is there? There's no real pictures of any cowboys and horses and stuff, which is would be nice, because that's a, a, quite a cool little theme to have in it, cowboys and stuff. I know Mr. Milky's uh, agreeing with us as we speak. Mm. This is trivia from Brian Haribo. Uh, he says, what we were promised, and it's a, a picture of the graphics, of the uh, the graphics and the an actual picture of a proper... Hard-looking. I think it's John Wayne, isn't it? And what we got, so. and it's very basic graphics. <laughs> it's quite good. Yeah, yeah see the, the, the track mode or the title screen. You're on a horse. Yeah, but there's no horse in the game at all, apart from the blue-looking weird things you've got to catch on level yeah, three. Yeah, that would be a better game with a horse. But the, you can see the cow there, right, is three yeah. colours. It's black, white, and brown, which is what colour cows are. Take note, Sunset Riders, you idiot. <laughs> but they've got a yellow sheep there which is not quite right perhaps but maybe that sheep has had a blonde dye hairdo I don't know I never have, you, of that, yeah. have you seen the arcade flyer of this I've put it yes. on the website it is super cute it looks like the picture made up from felt materials you know like a kid's picture made out of felt fuzzy felt yes. yeah it looks really cool really like it another bit of little trivia SNK stands for Shin Nihon Kikau, which is New Japan Project, and it started in 1978. This was by no means their first game. I think their first game was like Galaxy Wars or something like that, 1978? Yeah, it could have been. Early could one. have been. We've got tons of scores. Tons of scores. People, oh my god, they're quite a lot, isn't it? Mm. Right down the bottom, Mr. Dino. Dino. 15,660 points. Maybe you didn't know there was a second button as well. Mm. That was a thing. Uh, when Mr. Benson had told me about that, I said, mate, you're not the first person to say this. So other people didn't realise there's a second button until later on in the game. 
Watch in track mode, press more than one button, see what happens. That's what I say on most mm. games. Mm. Exploding Pinball Man, 16,920. Basil the Sane is the only sane one that listens to this show. That's why he's named himself Basil the Sane. Fun in short bursts, he said. And how many points did he get, Sean? Oh, sorry, yeah, got some points. 20,940. That'll do. He got some points. Sean P got a few more points. Wow. 23,760. Michael Vortman, do you know we should do these people getting more points as we go through the list should we do that on, they'll have more points than the previous person well, i think so uh, yeah it could work michael vortman then has got 27 900 i like cows but i don't like this game oh he is jimmy very low down the rack for jimmy Thirty-two thousand four hundred. ian cullen 44 880 just in time for a quick few goes this is pretty good fun yes it is pilbo 45 780 Tactical Giles, 52,740. Drumsy, of the arcade sidekick fame, 54,900. Lass, so, this one's getting worse as I play more. Should have kept with my initial impressions, but I've been lowering the rate in each session I get to play. Ooh. 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 Mr. Messi, we spoke about, 64,260. Game feels buggy. Loops fail to form for seemingly no reason. I thought that. Mm, we'll get onto that at the summing up section. Cowboy changes direction without touching the joystick, res- resulting in shots going in different way to expected. All part of the charm? Question mark. Annoy. He's oof, oof. Uh, Bill Wellham, sixty-seven thousand and twenty. Never again will I play this awful game. Well, don't beat about the bush, there, Bill. <laughs> Zestora, sixty-seven nine hundred and twenty. Groove Furnishings Inc. 79,020. Oh, and Benson what? Rad, before that, you just nipped it in there. 72,600, when he found his second button. That's the other way around. Oh, is it? Oh, sorry, other way around then. Yes. Groove Furnishings has just become an ink. He was an LLC last time. Oh. And he's got 72,600. Benson Rad's got 79,020. Okay. Chris K. June, 80,400. Had hoped my time spent on the hard mode by accident would lead to better scores. Instead, it just burned my patience. On to the next game. Rawhide! 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 Jeremy Riley! 92-2-8. Can you do that, please, that Jeremy? Jeremy Riley! <laughs> With a thing! 92-280. Uh, good score. Mark Happy Dude, 101,520. You next, Vic, 103,740. I got over 100,000, and I sort of gave up a bit then. I was happy to get 100,000 plus. Badjock, 108,060. Mr. Berserker, 110,280. Uh, Louis, oh, it's Louis, isn't it? Louis Wellham, mm. little Wellham. Mm. 116,000, he's beat me yet again. He's my nemesis, this lad. Good score. <laughs> it is a good score. Ross, Very Ross, good. Ross, 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 Ross. 122,820. Good points for hitting, hitting a dog carrying a hoofed animal. We don't see that every day. And Lasso in three in one. He's worked out then points. Four, five hundred and eight thousand one hundred. Uh, one Punch Rob, 132,420. The collision response when you walk into an obstacle is really frustrating, sending you the opposite way. I noticed you keep the scores from the practice run at the start, though. Yeah, when you get the three critters at the start you get to keep the 2700 points so you get 2700 before you even start 
It's a bit like, well, this game is a bit like Lasso, Higimaru. You get to try out your barrel flinging on the pirates at the very start of the game so you know how to play the game. And you get to keep the points from that too. Mm, it's quite unusual, that, isn't it? It's good, I like it. Mark What No Gravy, 141.960. It's surprisingly playable despite the farm animals having a death wish on you and the stupid feature filled scenery. <laughs> Retro Russ, 142.260. Nice game. Simple with cute graphics, fun and addictive gameplay. Ooh, me, 142.980. I had one afternoon on it and then burnt out on it. Ugh, rubbish. GJ Harris, 164.220. Point scabbing last night. I let the dogs get the animals back out, recapture them, then rinse the dogs for more points. Seems Yoshi stops coming out after five or six times of killing him. And I think extra life at 50 and 90,000. I heard a distinct sound. Definitely on 50, maybe 90. Yeah, yeah I think you're right there, GJ. Mm. Old man Steve, 166320. This was fun, but what is going on? Dragons in the well, waving horses, killer sheep. This game is a little mad. Could do with a horse riding bonus stage. That's a good idea. Yeah, that, that graphic is wasted at the start, isn't it? Mm. J Ping Barber, 169,500 points. Quite enjoyed this one. Played it a lot. It ain't my first rodeo. Very satisfying getting three animals in one loop. At the end of my rope now, I'll be moseying off into the sunset. Charlie Farr. Oh. He's had a couple of goes. One ninety, sorry, one seventy-seven nine hundred. Lasso a good game. I'm afraid not. He's afraid. He's afraid not. Lasso afraid not. <laughs> Where does he get these puns from? Brilliant. Super. Uh, Tagster, hundred ninety-one thousand eight twenty. Brian Haribo has been playing this a lot. This one, two hundred seven thousand. Avit was having sheep nightmares, which, which ironically was also sending me to sleep. So I had one more go. Resorted to just throwing poo at everything. Oh, maybe in it's the, poop. Might in be. the game, in the game, in brackets, he's put. He doesn't throw poop at everyone really. Our Sal Sal Buglarissi's been on, and I knew we'd like this one. Two hundred forty-two thousand six hundred forty. And he says, whoa, you guys really chose a beauty this time around. Lassie was right up here with Kangaroo for me. A great little game would definitely be added to my favourites list. It's simple, fun and unique. Who doesn't like whipping a lasso around? It's also just the right touch of one more try. My only complaint is the controls, which seem to be sticky at times, and I'm not sure if that's just my setup. I guess I have to buy a real cab to find out, if you can ever find one. Mm. In third place is ZX Michael. Mickey, Mickey, what did you call him? Mickey Mike, Mad Mike, Mikey, Mikey Mike. Mickey Webbs. That's it, Mickey Webbs. 287, 340. I had played this before and enjoyed it. It could do with an eight way stick. Yeah, I think so. To get out of the corners that I seem to trap myself in. Right. There's a little bit of a story behind this one. This is our second place player, Mr. 20 to 5. Did really well. He got 315,720. And I was trolling him a little bit on Twitter saying that someone had beaten his score. And I was only joking, but someone actually has beat his score. And I think he thought it was me, and it definitely wasn't me. But Neil has got 315,720, massive score. And he says, Lassie or Lasso, which is better? You decide. And then he says, That sneaky pirate has stolen my thunder at the last breath. Stuck at work now. My first ever win snatched from my grasp moments within the final rope toss. My spurs have been retired. Funny little game with more wrong than right, but he loved it. And at the top and of the, the top yes, of the thing, the Sean. The winner is 
the pirate is on about Rhaegar. Yeah, Rhaegar. He's done really well. He's, he's a good player, is this lad? 327,240. I think that's like fourth on Twin Galaxies or something. It's very yeah. good. I believe Neil said when I spoke to him, I think it was at half a million was the, the highest ever. That's massive score. 583 or something. Oh, yeah. my Lord. That's a big one. I wouldn't have thought this odd obscure game would have had world records on it. It's one of those that sort of everyone misses, but obviously people do like it and can play it almost forever. Mm. Interesting. Ports and sequel. There is a sequel. It's uh, Wyoming it? Wayne and his Hogs of Hell, the tale of Lasso 2. No, there isn't. I made that up. <laughs> this is good, isn't it? I'd play that. Wyoming Wayne. Wyoming Wayne. Oh. How about Nevada Ned and the Ballad of the frogs of wells you really should think before you speak sean it started off well it started off well and just teetered and then fell off the cliff and caught fire on the way down thinking and speaking they don't go well together with me just just, just say stuff that enters me head tell you what why don't you enter your head into thinking about ways this game could be improved son oh that was good that That was a good segue Segway. I would say eight-way movement and the lasso eight-way movement. So you could do diagonal. Quicker yeah. lasso. Quicker lasso. Maybe a separate trackball to lasso the critters, like in Quantum. Ooh, or you can stun them somehow. If your lasso just touches them by accident, you could stun stun the cow or whatever, and then you could group a few together and get them. So basically you're saying whip the animals. That's not Yeah. Yeah. And bonus. And on to you. <laughs> bonus level like was it Ian Cullen said bonus level on the horse that'd be cool yeah that'd be brilliant yeah if be you could brilliant. sort of if a, say you got to level 5 or something you could whip round on the horse and just like on Stampede the Atari 2600 game where you got to whip the, the lasso against the, the critters the, the steers that'd be quite good mm. but you can run all round the screen on your horsey that'd be quite cool I can't remember who said bonus level but yeah uh, more levels you've only got three really yeah and three yeah. different animals the sheep the cows, the horses. And the graphics have got to be like 12 bytes of memory each. With hey, two fra- hey, don't be like that. Don't be mean. Of two, two frames of animation. Whatever. You can have loads of loads. Any more of than two stuff. frames is a waste. <laughs> legs up, legs down. That's all you need, Sean. Yeah. You've seen Space Invaders. You know what I'm on about. It is possible to lasso the last critter and shoot the wolfy thing if you do it quick. Mm. If you were given some time to do this for a bonus, I'd say it'd be pretty good. Maybe if the wolfie ran off too to try and escape you, like in Dig Dug, when the last you know baddie tries to get away, and if you get it, you get you know five thousand points or whatever. That'd be quite cool. Mm. Uh, also, if they included bonus cowboy treats popping up from time to time for bonuses, you know, boots, whiskey, cactus, maybe that's what cowboys like, right? Isn't it? Yeah, beans. Yeah, beans. Farting, you know, stuff. Saddles. Maybe add in some interactive scenery too, maybe. Uh, a dusty old tumbleweed that gets in the way. Or a critter rustler that tries to shoot at you, you know, while he's trying yeah. to nick your creatures. I don't know. Earthquake. And it says here in italics, insert other terrible cowboy tropes here. Oh, I wasn't supposed to read that bit out, was I? Oh, okay. That Cat- earthquakes splits the screen in two. <laughs> <laughs> No, and then no. you have to get on the horse and leap over the over the chasm. 
You do realise this be... game only had two 6502s in it, right? Yeah. You ain't going to do that. It's not good. A 6502 is not going to create an earthquake, Sean. I'm sure of it. You can have a wobbling screen. I already had wobbly screens. My space invaders, thanks. No, thank you at all. Oh. Annoy. Enjoy. I, overall, I annoyed it. It was far too janky for me. Strange things happening. Lasso stopping, like, reversing directions. Uh, and I got stuck in the dog pen. <laughs> you got sent to the doghouse. Yeah, I don't know how it happened. I took a photo of it. Oh, right. Okay. Anyway, that being said, the sidekick rating is 5.4 based on 29 votes. So it's Is that good? It's got it's an exact average rating. Oh. So I think it's like a it's, it's people have thought, nah, it's all right, it's not brilliant. Some people have said brilliant. Some people have said crap. So I think it's got 5.4. Well, I'm going to go on there in a minute and say it's absolutely amazing and bump it up to six. If you, put a, if you put a 10 in, it might go up to six. Yeah, yeah, I might do that. I like it. I enjoy this game. Uh, I'm going to be a complete hypocrite here and accept the blue horses and the yellow sheep. Mm. Maybe it's just a bit cold and the sheep have gone blonde for a party. I don't know. <sighs> Daft. A bit of a janky old school game. bit wonky, but kind of adds to the charm. And some of the rootinous, tootinous listeners got good scores as well. So the gameplay anomalies, which you're on about, and I do acknowledge them, didn't really ruin the game. Um, the gluey scenery can be a pain in the backside sometimes when you sort of get caught on a cactus, you get flinged about all over the place. But you can use that for evading the wolves and critters, uh, it could, but it can sometimes catapult you into them, which is not a good thing. But basically, keep away from the scenery. Duh. Yeah, but yeah. You're, you're trying to dodge stuff. and Yeah, it, it does get a bit into... frustrating when if you leave too many of the wolves out, they do corner you. And your critters get a bit skitty later on. And we all know that horses are skitty. They are skitty. Everyone knows this. Yes. Right skitty <laughs> they are. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I was leading up to it. Um, yeah. yeah, so I, I think it's a fun, silly little game. It's daft, bit janky. I like those old school janky games. It looks like it was put together in an afternoon. I like it. But some of the games like that I really dislike. But this one had a bit of charm to it. Maybe because it's funny animals running about and falling asleep and a, a daft little cowboy chucking a rope around them. Love it. What is that bit where they just stop? Is it when you die and you restart? They just, they just sort of really slow down. They fall asleep. Do they? Yeah, every now and again they go to sleep so you can get them quick. But on the later levels they don't. They run around and they, they corner you as well. Which is a bit mm. daft because a sheep can't really do that much damage, can it? don't know if it charges you it might do what give you some sort of ru- wool rubbing oh what you've chased them? me with your wool what about them sheep with horns what are they called they could really do you damage sheep with horns yeah goats what, rams rams yeah 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 them things <laughs> the big a curly with, ones a, a sheep with a horn what a goat no Sean, that's a goat it's <laughs> what <laughs> curly things curly uh, things princess, princess that's, Leah's that's buns. a lady with hair curly hair princess leah's buns they're rams Boomf. Don't you wow, dare speak did. about Princess Leia's buns in that way. How dare you? Right. One liked it, one didn't. One was right, mm-hmm. me. One wasn't, Sean. <laughs> yes. Oh, dear. Next show's game. For next show's game, Sean. Next show's game. 
Okay, sure. Is... It's one we've not done before. Oh, go on. World Cup 90. Trackball game. Yeah. Techno. Football. Yeah. The ROM is W Cup 9-0. Yeah. It's the, it's the first one to 28-0. Yeah. And the default difficulty is Oh My God. It's a bit late for April Fools, but we had to do it. We're never going to play World Cup 90, people. We're never going to play a football game. Forget it. If you want us to play a football game, go listen to the podcast. It's never going to happen. The best thing about World Cup 90 is you can turn it into Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Macro oh, yeah. did a hack for it years ago, and you can you can change a ROM set on it and do it as a Pac-Man. Okay, Sean, tell the listeners what we're really going to play, and it's a bloody shooter. Yes, we haven't played a vertical shooter since Terra Crest, I believe it or not. And that wasn't great. I ended up hating that in the end. Even that though I owned the game. Podcast 150. We did do that Radical Radio, which was kind of a jumpy, shooty thing. It was terrible as well. Your pick. That's good, that. I liked it. I liked There's a it. pattern showing here. Right, this is a spin-off from Raiden. Yeah, so I might like it. Yeah, it's called Viper Phase 1. Ooh, Hello. It's by Sibu Kiatsu. The ROM is VIP RP1. And when you start it, it should say new version because there's a few versions in MAME. Okay. Uh, the dip switches, you've got to get to the service menu to, to get into them. So is they're all default. two on MAME to get in the service menu? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So the lives, three default. Difficulty, three default. Fire speed is high speed, so it's auto fire. Oh, That's- yeah. That's default. I knew you'd but do that. Some people might say it's a bullet hell, but it's not a bullet hell. It's a shooter with lots of bullets. There is a difference. There is, yeah. yeah I'd, like, I'd say Raiden was like that as well, because there's a lot of bullets yeah. in Raiden, but it's certainly not a bullet hell. There's not nearly a full screen of bullets. You've got to weave your way through them carefully. That's a bullet hell or a Danmaku mm. game. This is shooter with lots of bullets. Yeah, there's no there's no mad scoring chains or anything. It's just yeah. a, a pedal to the megals. A good, honest to goodness shooting game for the <laughs> fellows of the arcade, such as <laughs> us. Yes. Is that Richard Attenborough? I don't know, but I'm very <laughs> old. And I do like joysticks. <laughs> Don't know where that came from. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm looking that, forward to playing this actually, Sean. No, you just no, invented a, a new guy. A that new have, fellow have... who likes to play shooting games. <laughs> what, we're going to have to have him back on that. Awesome. He's pretty good. He likes the shooters, so he'd be happy yeah, to so try this. This is the opposite of janky. This is silky smooth and beautiful. Yeah, I, really I don't is. think I've played it. I've played. Is it like Raiden DX? It was a sort of spin-off to Raiden, wasn't it? Raiden 2. Yeah, you can tell it's by the same people. But it's not the crazy Raiden Fighters, which is the mad game. No. Sort of in between, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm looking forward to playing this. I've been mentioned it a couple of times over the years, but I thought, why not go for it? It's awesome. Cool, nice one. You can submit your score when you get one to an email, which is vertvic at tenpencearcade.co.uk. Twitter, hashtag score. Facebook as a comment or on the podcast post. Uh, the Sidekick app, which everyone should get if you haven't got it already. It's a great way of keeping track of your scores and competing. Uh, or on one of the posts on UK Back forum. 
The deadline for the school submissions is 8th of June, 5pm UK time, please. And Sean, as ever, you have been a resplendent Quetzal. Thank you very much. No. You, you, my friend, are a... Yes. A, an excellent crumpet. <laughs> High praise indeed. I'm going to have an extra on my gravestone. Was known as an excellent crumpet. <laughs> or a diversifying trumpet. You decide. Oh, yes. yes. Anyway, thank you for podcasting me, Sean. Thank you, all the listeners, for listening and sending your scores in and your feedback and everything else. It was a pleasure, and we'll speak at you again in a month's time. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. Yes, thank you, Vic. Thank you, kids, and goodbye. Speak to you soon. Goodbye. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10pencearcade, and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. 